Alright. It's the Evan Jake mistake. <coughs> uh, self-quarantine special. Episode 3. With your... Here to talk to you about our broken health care. Uh, telling you. Uh, we're living in a nightmare state. Nightmare state. Uh, it's unbelievable. It really is. Really is. It takes takes a thing. Sometimes it takes a gigantic fucking pandemic for Americans to realize we live in a dystopian future. Yeah. Dystopia. Unbelievable. All right. So I got a story for you. I got a story for you. So today, I, uh, well, rather, let's start last week. Last weekend, wasn't feeling well, under the weather. Uh, decided to cancel all my plans, lock myself in my room, and just no human contact. Uh, well, fast forward a week later, um, coronavirus has, boom, blown up. And my symptoms are not getting better. They're not getting worse, but they're not getting better. Uh, I'm not worried about dying from coronavirus, but I am worried that I could be a carrier of it and unknowingly pass it on to somebody who could get sick and die from it. So I'm naturally a little concerned, and I'd love to have a test or go get tested so I can know one way or the other uh, just how cautious should I be. Right? Fair enough! Fair enough. That's too much to ask. Really? Okay. So, there is a online type consult service. I did it through Minai, which is the hospital here in New York, where you put in all your information, your name, your insurance info, your credit card info to pay for it, because you pay for it like a normal doctor's visit, uh, but it is a video chat. It is basically a Skype with a doctor. And uh, so I do it the other day, Skype with a doctor, and he says, hey, uh, stay home. Don't do nothing. Uh... Keep to yourself, self-quarantine. All right, kind of what I've been doing. Uh, but in the last two or three days, things have severely escalated. And uh, so I decided to do a follow-up. Put in my information again. You know, pay the other copay. Um, again, uh, using my privilege, my... You know, the insurance that comes with, uh, that my mother gets through her work. Uh, just plug that in. Doesn't really work. Uh, so I just throw in a credit card number just so that I can get attention, you know, uh, speak to a doctor. Again, kind of a fucked up system, but put that to the side for now. Um, so I speak to the next doctor. And he says, eh, you know what, actually, you should probably come in for testing. Uh, there are a couple facilities. 
Mount Sinai facilities. This is a real doctor, you know, went to medical school, 10 years, whatever, a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt. Real, real doctor, presumably, right? He says, yeah, you should go and probably get tested just to know for sure either way. I said, great. That's all I needed to hear. So he gave me the address of two or three facilities, uh, Mount Sinai Urgent Care Facilities. Uh, and there's one in Dumbo, which is about a mile walk from my house, uh, which is better than going into the city, which is what New Yorkers call Manhattan, um, just to, uh, you know, to go get a test or to go to the hospital. Uh, so I go down to Dumbo. It's my first time out of the house in almost a week. And uh, I'm walking and I'm keeping all my coughs and my sneezes to myself because I'm not trying to raise no alarms, you know, I'm not trying to freak anybody out. But it's my first time out in a week and I'm naturally a a little nervous. Just a little nervous, you know? A little uneasy. Everybody seems a little uneasy, but, you know, it's just the times we live in. So, I show up to this urgent care facility, and I notice, first thing, when I go to walk in, on the door, it says, we do not have COVID-19 testing. I said, well, that is no good, because that's what I'm here for. But I think, hey, maybe uh, they only have a limited amount, or they're only doing it for people who are showing uh, side effects or are particularly at risk, you know. So I go inside. I go inside, and a very nice woman sitting at the desk. Walk up to the woman sitting at the desk. She tells me, she points to the iPad on the desk, tells me to sign in. By the way, sidebar, never understood that. What's the point? having somebody sign in on a fucking iPad when there's a real human being with a computer talking to you, sitting right in front of you. Never made sense to me. Anyway, uh, I, I put my germy hands all over the, her nice iPad and uh, sign in and then grab a seat in the waiting room with about half a dozen other people. And I'm fucking holding my coughs and I'm, you know, trying to... <laughs> I'm trying not to do that because it'll freak people out. Um, So she calls me up to the desk and she says, Hey, you here for uh, COVID-19 testing? I'm like, bitch, I am. You know, trying to be quiet, discreet. Um, She goes, yeah, we don't really do that here anymore. We're out of them. I go, what? She goes, yeah, we're, we're totally out of them. I go, oh. Well, then I was told to come here by a Mount Sinai doctor to take that particular test, you know, the COVID-19 test, you know. Um, It's strange that he would tell me to come here and you guys not have them here. She goes, yeah, I don't know why that happened. She didn't burp. I burped, but uh, just now, not at the time. That would have been rude. Um... She says, yeah, I don't know why he had you come here. Uh, we, we don't have them right now. I go, well, uh, what are my options, right? What are my alternatives? I'm already out of the house. Haven't left the house in the week. If I can, 
I want to get the care that I have been told to go seek. Uh, so, she says, well, we have like a normal flu test and we have a strep test and hypothetically, you know, you could get those done. But if you want to take the COVID-19 test, you have to go to the Upper East Side. 77th, 77th, 77th Street and 1st Avenue, uh, which is about an hour away, 45 minutes by train. Uh, and I don't want to take the train. I tell her, I, I point out to her, I'm like, hey, I haven't taken public transportation in like a week because I've had these side effects. I don't want to take public transportation just to go uptown just to find out I have a virus and that all the people I passed on the way to get tested have now been exposed. Uh, so then her, her like supervisor comes out. I guess she's a head nurse or something. And she's, she explained to me, she's like, look, we can give you what we have, what we don't have. And look, she even adds this. She says, even if we had it, the one that we have here takes over a week to process the results. What? A week to process the results? Mind boggled! Mind boggling, my friends! What? A week to process results? What good does that do you? when you're trying to control the spread of an infectious viral disease. (laughs) What good does that do? Nothing. Nothing does nothing. So she's pulling up my, she's trying to pull up my, uh, my account, my, my profile, my medical history. And I tell her, I'm like, look, it, it'll say, if you pull up my name, it'll say, you know, it has been directed to get COVID testing at one of the following facilities. She's having trouble pulling it up. She's asking me all these questions. Oh, have you ever lived in Jersey? No. No, I never lived in Jersey. All right. It's not me. Um, and this is the, uh, like the, the head nurse lady or whatever. And then the doctor comes out and he basically repeats the same thing to me saying you know we don't have the care you have been instructed to come here to get uh so here's what we can offer you and if not you can in so many words go fuck yourself and I say well I'm look uh I'll I guess I'll get the strep test and the flu test just because while well, I'm here. And then the head nurse lady goes, well, we don't have your your stuff on record, so you're gonna have to fill out this paperwork first. And, and I'm like, hold on a second. You want me to fill out paperwork to get tests, and I assume pay for the tests too, right? Get tests and pay tests, which are not the one that I have been instructed by a doctor to come get. A doctor who works for the same hospital as this here urgent care facility. So presumably this guy's not a dum-dum, right? Probably went to school 10 or so years, racked up a couple hundred G in debt, might know a thing or two, 
whatever. I leave, get nothing done. Nothing accomplished. So, what's the lesson here? The lesson to me is that this is why we need candidates like Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has been saying the same thing for 30 years. And it sounds a little something like this. It is unbelievable in our nation, one of the richest and most powerful, that there are tens of millions of Americans uninsured and underinsured who are not getting the care they need out of fear of bankruptcy. No other civilized country has its people having to deal with this problem. And he says it over and over again. He's been saying it the last 30, 40 years, not because it's sexy, not because it's fun to say, not because it makes him money, because it's true. It's true. It's true. It is ridiculous that me, with all my privilege, with my insurance, you know, I could I, all the resources available to me and was still unable to care I was told to seek. Now I can only imagine if I was an immigrant family or an undocumented worker or somebody without insurance who's had a cold for the last week and is afraid to go seek help and get care. That is so backwards. We live in one of the richest nations in global history. Global history. And we don't have the money to take care of the people. Now we have the money to, we have $1.5 trillion to pump back into the economy to try to get the Dow Jones back up. But all of a sudden, 500 billion, when Bernie wants to use it to insure people, where are we gonna get the money? We don't got that kind of money. Oh, but you had three times as much to give to Wall Street because your 401k got eaten up. They only care when it affects them, okay? Here's the thing about the people who have been leading this country for the last 40, 50 years. They don't care, all right? If it doesn't affect them, they don't care. Look, just because you can afford insurance and to send your kids to a fancy private school doesn't mean that nobody else deserves the opportunity to. In fact, I would argue it's a great use of fucking funds, right? If you can afford to send your kids to private school and get them health care, good for you, Mr. Politician Man. However, everybody else 
It's left out in the cold to fight for themselves. Fight for themselves, man. It doesn't mean what? 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 And it's not until it affects their pockets, their bottom line, right? They're investors, okay? They're donors. Okay, Joe Biden doesn't care about Medicare or Social Security, all right? Because he's not living on it. He's not living on it, okay? He's living off the big money donations that are getting him reelected, okay? Now, if Social Security and Medicare were considered a human right, a human right, not even Social Security, let's just go with Medicare, just basic health care. Saying that, you don't have enough money to be treated like all other human beings is inhumane. It is immoral, inhumane, cruel. Okay? It is cruelty. Saying that because you're brown and don't have a green card and a job that gives you insurance means that you gotta stay home and go on the Sprite and chicken soup diet to get better. What kind of horseshit is that? What kind of horseshit is that? Look, Donald Trump has botched this so fucking hard, okay? His pandemic response team was fired two years ago, all right? He set himself up for failure on this one, okay? But that's because he's chaotic evil, all right? He doesn't know what he's doing. He has no idea. He's not some kind of cunning mastermind, all right? He doesn't know shit, all right? You know who else doesn't know shit? Joe Biden! Clueless Joe Biden doesn't know shit either. (coughs) The only difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump is Donald Trump is chaotic evil and Joe Biden is lawful evil, okay? He follows the rules and the establishment and, and, and the agendas of his donors the same way Donald Trump follows whatever narcissistic impulses pops into his brain. Okay, we handle disease better than any other country. We're doing so good. There are so few cases. No, Donald. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to the American people. Everybody's telling you what you're doing is irresponsible and immoral, and you're going to keep doing it anyway. So why bother? Why should anybody bother talking to you? And what people should be really afraid of is if we had a guy like Joe Biden in office right now, I don't think he'd be much more competent. Sure, the people around him might be a little more stable or the infrastructure a little better, but he doesn't care about people. The fact that politicians don't care about people should be a really big red flag. Look, and we could say 
that right now it may not affect us. So it doesn't matter. But you know what? If it doesn't affect us now, it can affect our children. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. And we may or may not be here to cast a vote then. All right? What we can control is what we do now. What we do now is all we have control over. So for the love of God, register to vote. Vote in the primaries. Talk to the old people in your life about Bernie Sanders, because they'll vote for Joe Biden. They don't know that he doesn't give a fuck about their Social Security and their Medicare and that he's historically a racist piece of shit. They will never find this stuff out unless we tell them, okay? They're not on Instagram seeing all the bullshit that we see as it unfolds in real time. You have to tell them about this stuff, all right? Otherwise, they will be clueless, and they'll just say, oh, Obama liked him, and he, he looks cool in sunglasses, so let's vote for him. No. No, sweetie. No. It is our job as the younger generation, the people who are potentially on the, getting the brunt end, getting fucked by this system, right? And will be getting fucked for the foreseeable future. It is up to us to say to them, the people on their way out, look, buddy, this is your last hurrah, your last chance to get it right for me and for my grandkids. Okay? Let's get that much straight, Grandma, all right? You do me a favor first, okay? You look out for my children so that you can live a better life now. That's what counts. That's what matters. That's the kind of America that should be considered great. What we are dealing with now is the bastardization of what was a great concept gone horribly wrong due to personal interest and greed. And, 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 and we're not going to abide by it anymore. We do not abide. Thank you for listening to me on my little soapbox fucking rant. We'll be back in a minute with some more lighthearted conversation. But thank you for listening. And please, talk to your parents, your grandparents, anybody, everybody. Make sure you vote. And please take care of yourselves. No matter what. No matter who you are. No matter how many you make. No matter what color your skin is. Take care of yourself. We are connected. We are all, in, in the words of the great Carl Sagan, we are all interconnected. For sure. 
I have to talk. I have to talk with this thing on my ear, which is going to make it a problem for me because I'm driving. I can't put it on speaker or anything like that. Oh, you don't have like headphones or anything like that? You're going to have to be driving around with your phone against your face? Oh, no, actually, it's on speaker now. Well, let's see how it works. Let's see how it goes. Let's do it. All right. This is Evan Jake Mistake, special guest uh, on the road again, Mr. Andrew Martinez. What's going on? How's it going? Always. Make it around. <laughs> uh, we are practicing social distancing. We are. Uh, I'm talking to you from an iPhone uh, somewhere in Brooklyn, and you are home. In self-quarantine, yes, correct. In self-quarantine, for sure. <laughs> I wonder I wonder how long and that's, it'll take. And that's the reason why. That cough right there, yeah, you heard the that. that is you, the reason why. Try to, try to brush that off. It's tough, man. You can't go anywhere these days without getting eyes, man. You can't fucking clear your throat without getting death stares. It's, it's, it's. It's so trippy out here, you know? I was talking to, uh, well, everyone I've been talking to is telling me how hard it is even to go grocery shopping. Oh, yeah. Um, no, for basic, just food. I mean, well, the biggest kind of- that, that I've heard a couple times from a different, a couple different New Yorkers from different generations is the only time it's felt like this before was 9 11. Huh, interesting. I haven't heard that, but. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, in from what I've been hearing, um, you know, just even from family, uh, you know, I've had family who said that they've been to five different supermarkets in their area. Um, I have people who, well, I was talking to someone who I know typically buys their groceries online, and even that person said that it's hard to get groceries even online. Um, they're yeah, it takes thinking. a week to deliver and a bunch of stuff is out. Like, you can't get Purell on Instacart, you know? Yeah, you can't even get water, bottled water. Um, yeah, that's what Ashley was saying. Ashley is, is uh, Andrew's lovely baby mama. Uh, Ashley can't even get, like, bottled water and uh, Lysol wipes. Yeah. And when uh, you got a baby, that's what you need. Fucking Lysol wipes. That motherfucker's putting everything in his mouth. For sure. 100%. Um... So yeah, that's what I mean. It's 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 hard out there. It's hard out there for people to. I just, I mean, what what people need to feel safe. You know what I mean? Supermarkets are going crazy. Well, not only the testing. We we talk about the testing thing earlier in the episode. Uh, but the 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 panic, uh, the toilet paper panic is like. Go, what shows you how um, how fragile our illusion of security is in terms of like we all of a sudden all it takes is one public health emergency and we all are fighting over paper for to keep our assholes clean. For sure, for sure. I had a homegirl of mine send me a picture, and the toilet paper was sold out. But there were so many wet wipes on the shelves, and it was so weird. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that's a hell of an observation." There's also like the vitamin that. section too is full, like all the vitamin and no cold section. Like there's some of them, but like people are people think I don't know I don't know what 
people think that the the that coronavirus gives them diarrhea or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think people are just trying to uh um, up for doomsday. No. Like not leaving the house. Yes. Yeah, I think people are just over preparing and they just don't know how. Um because stocking up on toilet paper is almost it's stupid. It's I, so I, I was stupid. Be, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like paper, like, uh, maybe paper towels. Okay, like that makes sense. You can clean this with a paper towel. Mm-hmm. Only clean your butthole with toilet paper. And coronavirus is not going to give you an extra dirty butthole. That's just science. Well, that and the fact that it's like there's a, there's a shower two feet away from your toilet. You know what I mean? If you run out of toilet paper, there are options. <laughs> sure, and also it's good. It's practicing good hygiene. You're you're cleaning yourself. If you actually cleaned your whole body instead of just your butthole, you would probably spread fewer germs or carry them, you know, for less long and to, on fewer surfaces. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. This Corona thing has just made me. If anything, it just has me being more alert, more aware um, of my own personal hygiene and of the hygiene of others and who I come in contact with. Yeah. We, we, we're, we're really, when you think about it, like until now, like it takes something like this to make you realize kind of what disgusting creatures human beings kind of are or allow them to I mean, like a virus, this is something that's on a on a microscopic level. Like, we yeah. can't see this, right? We can just breathe this, and we're the host of it, and we can pass it around like like nothing, you know? Um, so it just, it, it, it almost, like, just makes me aware of how fragile life itself really is, you know? And right, but people should have so realized this around the AIDS crisis. And like, you know, like this, this isn't the first time, like, of course, yes, you can't, you know, can't sneeze and give somebody AIDS, but like th- there have been mass uh, uh, pandemics that have wiped out, you know, completely turned the population on its head. And from then we should have like, we should have been learned to wash our hands for 20 seconds. You know, shouldn't take something like this for people to wash their hands. Properly. Well, I'm not talking about washing your hands. Washing your hands is, is something that everyone, that's just good practice, right? But, I mean, just the fact that you can be someone who washes their hands, who uses, um, you know, uh, uh, hand sanitizer. You can be someone who wears gloves and, and all that stuff, but still breathe in someone else's air. And not someone who coughed, not someone who sneezed, but just someone who exhaled. and Or just shaking hands. Like shaking hands, like the worst thing you can possibly do. Okay. Like, the, yeah. no, do you see? You see supercuts of like the president during the the fucking press conferences about coronavirus. He's shaking the hands of every single official up there. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen him do the elbow bump too. I mean, now, okay. Now, now people are learning the elbow bump. Which I think is absolutely hilarious. Let's take a minute to appreciate the fact that we now have to see our politicians dap elbows. That's that's hilarious. 
That's fucking hilarious. That's Bernie the whole... did it last night. Uh, at the yeah, they just kind of looked at each other like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hold on one second. I'm, I'm on another phone call. In, in my in my in, in of one of my many jobs, I'm podcasting while at uh while at work. Um. Mm. All right. So, how do we how do we talk about anything other than this? We 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 can't. I mean, I don't know how. I don't. But the first twenty three minutes of this podcast is me talking about the coronavirus, and then the last minutes have been you and me talking about the coronavirus. I mean, let's talk about the fact that they are slowly quarantining probably uh, one of the most populated cities in the world, if not the most populated city in the world. They're slowly quarantining off New York City, and we're just getting spoon-fed a couple days they, at a time. But, but fucking should be. Like, if they were smart, they would quarantine us right fucking now. Um, like, yeah. everybody essentially, like, full it go full Italy on these motherfuckers. Like, everybody under house arrest, you can play trumpet out your window, but don't go outside. Because the idea being is that if everybody goes right now and gets tested for coronavirus, there will be too many cases for the number of beds that we have. There will be too many. So the idea is to space it out over time so that we don't overwhelm the healthcare infrastructure that we have. So if they were smart, they would shut down the city, essentially. Pretty much everybody should stay home for the next fucking two weeks, like paid, like paid to stay home by the government. I would love that. That's idealist. That's, I mean, that's like in... That's how you, that's how things would be done if it wasn't, if there was actual competence from the top. Because there's nothing at the top, right? Because Donald Trump doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Everybody else behind him is stepping up and picking up slack and doing as many adjustments as they can with the power they have. You know, the, the Governor Cuomo, for Christ's sake, because he has, we have the most cases in the United States here in New York. Mm-hmm. The most cases in the United States. He has to basically do everything the president should be doing he has to take the time to actually do that research and actually figure out, make those those decisions, you know, to lock down New Rochelle and or put down, you know, put in um, a, a curfew. Those are the hard decisions that should be being made from the top office, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm- it's up to us at home now. Now we have to decide what really we should be being told to do, which is stay the fuck home. Yeah, and as you're talking, I'm listening to you, and I'm I'm hearing certain things, and I and I'm thinking to myself, um, that's what we should do, right? Because you're what you're saying isn't wrong. You're not lying. You're not misleading. But there are a lot of things that become a byproduct of those decisions. To let's say quarantine New York City, everyone stays home. Government has to pay people for staying home. Um, as far as economic economically so when you put it under that context it's like okay now you can understand why they don't do that now should they do that and will they do that 
or what's best for us. They keep trying to keep. They keep trying to reopen the stock market, right? I was just about to say that. They keep, like who? I, they keep trying. They're, they're like trying to delicate, zap. Right. It's a delicate balance between trying to protect people's health and also trying to protect the nation and the globe's economy. I think that that's what they're trying to find the balance of. But I, I talk about this in the in the first half of the episode is. You know, when it comes to getting money for these companies to bail out Wall Street, to bail out the banks, 100%. to bail out the stockholders, mm-hmm. they got $1.5 trillion. They're just fucking sitting on ready to write that check. Mm-hmm. That same $1.5 million could be used to eradicate student debt. The same exact amount. Well, uh, listen, I'm, 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 I'm right with you. But like I said, that's, that's we're talking utopia now. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But, but no, it's not utopian because we have the $1.5 trillion. It's just we don't have the sense of where that could be allocated. And that's why I said it's utopian because at the end of the day, it's like. No, but what we're living in is dystopia where we have an influx of resources, where we have so much stuff, but nobody has what they need. Like so much so that they're flocking just to get toilet paper. And giving people everything as far as like, let's say they put $1.7 trillion into just the American public and say, yo, look, we're going to pay everyone to stay home. That's four grand a person. Not, my what man. I'm saying is that would be four grand a person. What I'm saying is that what you're describing would be utopia. Would it not be? That would be the most perfect scenario uh, to, to handle these circumstances that we're faced with. That would be the most perfect sure. scenario. That would be utopia, right? And I don't know when in human history have human beings ever received utopia. I don't know why. And doesn't matter what type of government form that it is. Like I said, it's always going to be these very but here's the thing. very small percentage it, it's of the population. It's when that, it works. Go ahead. So that small percentage of the population always reaps the rewards. It's always those same people reaping whatever bonuses, tax cuts. I was I was trying to say that there's a there's always going to be a very small percentage of the population that controls the resources for the rest of the population. Like right now, the decisions that right. get made for all of us, we don't have a part in making those decisions. We have the illusion of having a part in making those decisions, and. Uh, different governments, different forms, well, we get different Bill of Rights, when, when different it, types of illusions. But at the end of the day, like if you just look at worldwide governments and how they've been throughout the course of history, it's always a small percentage of the population that controls the resources for the majority of the population. And I've never seen right. utopia before. So, States is an incubator for that. It, 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 and it creates it in such, in such extremes where you have multi-billionaires and then you have people who literally can't afford to eat. For sure. And it's, when, when you make the divide that wide, where there are two human beings with such vastly different amounts of power, real power, like a billionaire can buy a, a election, a law, you know, if he wants something passed, he can make a donation 
to whichever party is is you know uh, currently has their district, and he can you know make a couple donations and probably get what he wants. Um, meanwhile, there are people who can't register to vote because they don't have an address and are fucking homeless 100%. and are most impacted by all these policy changes or all the cuts to uh, public uh, services, you know? 100%. Um, I, we don't, we don't, there's, yep. <laughs> I have nothing to disagree with there, sir. Um, I was just thinking that's always been the case, though. It's always been the case. That's never not been the case. It's always been the case, whether it's a democracy, whether it's a, uh, you know, a dictatorship, whether it's fascism, whether it's socialism, you put any form of government and that's always the case. Well, yes, it's human nature to exploit whatever symptoms, uh, not symptoms, systems are being built um, that they are being coming up in, you know, they talk about nature versus yeah. nurture, whatever the, the nature of your environment is. If you grow up in Corona Queens as a street kid, you bet that that's going to be a part of your nature yeah. as you grow and nurture. Like that's the circumstances we're in and you learn how to cope with the set of circumstances you're and born that- into. And if the set of circumstances for two different people who are both just people, the disparity between your Hunter Biden versus your, your you know, average family who's in a, you know, having trouble uh, getting a meal tonight, you know, getting enough food during this time, especially because, you know, maybe, maybe you have a real job, but you can't go to your real job because they're telling you you shouldn't go to your real job. And if you're being paid by the hour, if you normally get paid an hourly wage, you're not making money. Yeah, I know. If you're in the service industry waiting tables, Nobody's going to yeah, restaurants now. I was just about to say that. I know a few people. And they're not. I know a few people who are upset about these bars and restaurants closing because they're not getting paid. They're not getting paid. And waiters, waiters well, and waitresses make all their Everybody money on tips. Could have gotten paid. Everybody could have gotten paid. That $1.5 trillion is four grand in America. The government could have talking said, about it as if they're going to infuse that. Like if if they're like that's something that it's almost like yo come on like they could short term UBI right for the next they three could. months everybody stays home and you'll get a check from the government so that you can buy shit online and still support it they could but they're not so that's almost like a wasted but, it's a wasted energy it's a wasted conversation like well, I guess right then they keep money into the yo, hold on one second Crash. Hold on one second we're gonna leave this in of course you would of course you would yo he's a he's, that, that was a that was a solid five by the way that door slam that door slam okay let's talk about that let's totally okay. change the subject because that one point five trillion dollars yeah, is getting on my nerves. It is oh. <laughs> because it doesn't matter how much we talk about it. I don't believe that it'll ever happen. I know that we could do it, but like well, I said, well, certainly not under the current administration. We can all agree on that. Administration. I don't think under the Obama administration it would have happened. I don't think under. Well, what about your boy? 
A man? What about your man, Andrew Yang? Well, I, uh, if he, let's say, was the president of the United States right now, I would hope that he delivered on that promise of universal basic income, and then this wouldn't have been an issue. It would have just been, okay, people already have this. But then that's just another hope. Like, that's another yeah. form of utopia. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't, I don't know what to believe anymore. I just don't. Um, I, I can only go off of... of of history and not just American history, but just kind of like human history and how we've treated each other in the past under other pandemics, under other governments, because America is still a fairly new country compared to the rest of the world. Yeah. We're only 300 years old. We're just nothing. We're like a, a baby compared to the rest of the world. So these yeah. events have happened before in the past in human history. And I kind of base my, uh, my predictions on the past or, or my assumptions on the past and how we've dealt with treating each other before in the past. And But in the past, we've done nothing but horrible yeah, things to each other. we continue to do. It, like capital H, horrible. Like they, you, you know that, you know that um, during, during uh, the first half of the 20th century, where they were cracking down on uh, immigration on the southern border, right, into Mexico. They were afraid of getting typhoid, right? For some reason, they thought Mexicans carried typhoid. And they thought the only way to make sure that we don't, they don't get the dirty Mexican typhoid is by spreading them with chemicals, searching and saving all of their bodies. And then he loused them in the concentration. This is in the 50s, ten years after. Uh, well, no, before it's before it was before the fucking Germans. He inspired the Germans with our gassing uh, uh, techniques for delousing immigrants. Damn. Like this is not new, and this is not even the worst of it. We have set the precedent for ourselves. The Obama administration built those facilities that are now being used to house those immigrant children and where they're being abused the and assaulted. So those... Yeah. The Obama so they built those concentration camps. Yeah. Well, no. There, were, there have been concentration camps in the United States several times in Jewish for sure. I know Once too. was for... Uh, Immigrants, we held them in concentration camps. We held, uh, we held uh, Mexicans. Uh, you know, they, you know what they called it? They called it Operation Wetback. That was that was the like the Texas officials who headed it. It it was a crisis to them. These these you know Mexicans coming in with typhoid, like the, and they think that shutting down borders and and increasing. Uh, uh, scrutiny to, for people trying to get into the country is going to protect us when the biggest danger to us is ourselves, is our capitalistic tendencies to go out and hang out with each other and spend money together. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't add, I didn't add much to that conversation. I'm so sorry. I was doing something.
I was listening. I, no, I was yeah. listening. I was agreeing. He, he I was said, on my other phone. That's yeah. why I didn't add much to that conversation. But you're absolutely right. Um, like I said, uh, I, 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 I mean, dude, I dropped the word wet back. Like, come on, <laughs> like you, got, you can't leave no, me. Sure. You can't leave me hanging here. Up, but that was what it was called, Operation Wetback. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I know you're not lying. I know that we have had concentration camps in this com- in this country. Um, multiple times, like I, like and we do now. now. That's what I mean. Um, damn, I don't know the point that I was trying to make with that. So, so that you're talking about looking at the way yeah. that history handles these things. When, the answer is, exactly. way we're handling it's the right same now. exact way. So that's that's kind of horrible. What I, meant. I can only look at I can feel about xenophobia and 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 racism and classism and and and. Uh, you know, uh, discri- discriminatory tendencies towards other nationalities. Like, what, what, dude, what the Chinese have gone through, especially the people of that city, Wuhan, dude, the, the healthcare profession are, are, I can't, you can't, are, they have to basically snack on birth control to hold off their own periods so that they can keep working at the healthcare yeah, that's, that's insane. And our system experienced the same, if not worse, hey, come on, All right. And they're not going to get paid for it. And they're not going to get praised for it. The public health yeah. officials. You know, they're going to get the yeah. shit of it. Dude, what the fuck are we going to do about this damn thing? That's kind of the feeling that everyone has, right? Hmm. It's just, what the fuck are we going to yeah. do about it? Well, we have to be there for each other, far yeah. away from each other. That's, that's like the new, <laughs> yeah. Like we've been, luckily we've given all this, we've created this equipment that allows us to stay in contact and uh, keep in the loop with each other you know, over great distances and pretty much instantly. Uh, so now we got to use it and, you know, you know I, use it I, to compensate for the sacrifice had, we I have to somebody, make for our safety. Um, well, I've, I've had multiple people hitting me up, uh, telling me cons- their conspiracy theories. Um, you know, I got a homeboy shake. He's all about these conspiracy theories. And I heard a new one today that was just... He thinks it's five G. No, he thinks coronavirus um, is five G. Uh, he he's he believes that the coronavirus is is they're using it um, as a cover because they had uh, uh, forgot how many, but it's a few hundred thousand secret indictments uh, that the government is trying to uh, make those arrests during this time of quarantine. That they're using the coronavirus as a cover up. To arrest these people who are involved in uh, sex trafficking, and child. I was about to Pizza say, Gate. I was about to say PizzaGate, right? PizzaGate pedophiles, PizzaGate pedophiles. The Epstein Island, so, yeah. like all this shit is all, con- it's all, it's, it's all connected. Oh, the whole shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jeffrey Epstein didn't die of coronavirus. Yeah, I know. Fun fact. <laughs> I know. I know. He didn't. Uh, but man, he could that, have. That man was murdered. Oh, straight up. But like, still, 
Like I understand, there, well, there are things I, I, I that, that can exist in that the world. This that I was presented with a new one uh, this afternoon, where somebody told me, "Hey, man, do you know that the Disney Plus app just added Frozen Two to the streaming platform? It was supposed to drop in June, and now they 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 released it now. It's like, okay, so yeah, they're preparing for everyone to quarantine too. I was like, what the fuck? Dude, D- Disney Plus, Plus created now? the corona. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Did you notice it happened just as the Mandalorian ended? Just yeah, as there was no more Baby Yoda? <laughs> of course, like this is this is gonna affect. There, there yeah. are primaries coming up, my man. Primaries, primary elections. How are they gonna? How are they gonna vote? People are gonna be afraid to vote. Yeah, that's for sure. It's always an election year, you know? That's the only kind of conspiracy that when they're like, oh, look, every four years we got a new disease. And it's funny, it's an election year. You know, it's like, uh, okay, sort of. Yeah. That, that I can kind of see but a this pattern. This is different. You know? <laughs> All over right. The world. Well, this is happening yeah, this is regardless happening. of our election, you know? Yeah, like, in spite of it. This is, in spite the, of it. The, the virus doesn't care that this is an election year. It's getting spread in real time. Well, that's the thing. Remember, like, last week when all that mattered was, like, who's exactly. going to be the Democratic nominee? And now it's, like, this week, it's, like, who's going to live for the next six months? Yeah, and how? One second. So, Carrie, I said. Hello. I'm gonna like stuck up to you for the next three weeks. <laughs> there you go. Because I got an eighth and a gram. I know I bought like six bottles of wine. Get everything ready. <laughs> there you go. Oh, thank you. Have a good one. Y'all tell me about the coronavirus special. <laughs> coronavirus special. There is none. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> All right. Don't have me giving the discounts out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there is no coronavirus discount. I'm out here risking my health. Better than <laughs> and that, that's human nature too. Everybody's right. trying to get a discount. Right. <laughs> that's human sure. nature. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was. I was on Reddit. I saw on the front page of Reddit today that there, there's the same way everybody's lining up here to get like toilet paper. People in the Netherlands are lining up outside the weed shops, like to stock Dude, up it's crazy. for quarantine. People have been stocking up on everything that they can stock up on, including marijuana. I'll be the first one to tell you that. Like it doesn't matter what the product is, people are stocking the fuck up. <laughs> Aside from wet wipes. <laughs> yeah. No, they, 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 I can't believe that. I can't believe that. That something is you obvious. Wet wipes are wet wipes are obviously helpful. Picture and I was sitting there like, wow, what a what an observation. Because I was like, that that's a laugh. I laughed at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, that is that's so short. But it was also like I think it's so short. So the wet wipes are probably gone now too. Yeah. They are definitely gone now. But it's just, you know, it's funny how people think. I heard Trevor Noah on The Daily Show say, say that. Say that. It's like, Americans are so weird. Like, when it comes, like, you guys, first world almost mentality. It's like, in, in 
you guys are stocking up on toilet paper when there's a fucking shower two feet from your toilet. Like, like you don't know, you don't even know how to be a good yeah, Tuesday right. Harper's almost. It's like, oh shit, kind of made sense there. Yeah, paper goods are not are not a valuable commodity. It, did, I drop, did I miss the ball? I'm pretty fucking hood, though. Like, I feel like I can survive with the shit that's in my crib. And... Bro, you just got, like, you just got, like, some tin foil and some scotch tape. Business, You'd be making like, a, a mask out of it. I, I grew up not having much. You know what I mean? And people who grew up not having much know how to make the most sure. of what they have. They know how to deal with having no more rolls That's of toilet saying, paper. Like, they know they can hop I in the shower. To deal with, um, <laughs> you know, like I said, like not having everything, not having much. Yeah, living on a For limited, sure. like, living so, on limited means. I, I haven't even went to the fucking grocery store. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Did I? Did, did I drop the ball? Like, nah. I think I'm. I, I think I'm doing alright. I'm eating just fine. Yeah, I'm eating. Eh. I'm just fine. As long as I hate, I'm, man. I'm you know, I if, have if, everything that I need. Uh, I don't know, man. Let's just hope that this thing. I don't think that this is something that's just going to blow over, though. This is going to be around for a while. It's going to be around for a uh, Oh, yeah. I just hope that it doesn't progressively get worse as far as uh, people dying, getting sick, obviously. Wouldn't want that. I mean, it's going to yeah, get worse sure. before it gets I just, better. Like I said, I just don't want to see it progressively get worse as far as, like, you know, I don't want two weeks from now for all of us to have to be fucking... I, I don't know. I just, I, just, I just hope for the best. I'm just trying to stay positive. Yeah, I mean, that's all you could do. But, like, the reality of it is we have to prepare, you know, hope for the best, prepare for saying, the worst. I, I Buy your I'm toilet not, paper now. I don't have toilet paper. <laughs> I brought nothing to this Corona party. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we got to get you a mask. We got to start a Kickstarter for you to get you a mask. Be like, local Brooklyn Budman so needs long. masks so he can keep serving. Well, at least the type of mask that you need. <sighs> not to mention, not to mention all the all the like the whole entertainment industry is as at a standstill like every artist who has been you know roped into these contracts with their labels where the way they generate revenue is through touring and merchandising and all of a sudden it's illegal to tour because you're getting all these people in the same room they they're they're they have whole revenue streams that are just gone primary revenue streams that just are not an option. Yo, even when we tried not to talk about coronavirus, look what happened. Even when Fuck. Even when we tried 35 minutes of coronavirus. This is going to be an it's, it's podcast just, dude, it's coronavirus. <laughs> All right, the Corona cast, week two. <laughs> How's it going, quarantinis? Yo, like, it's like, your boy. Like <laughs> when we're talking to each other, we're creating podcasts, we're putting it out on the internet, and people are communicating through secret links. <laughs> yeah, this is, we're trying to not. Oh, yeah, Skynet. Not get our info in the hands of Skynet. I just wonder how many rights Americans are going to sign over in this 
crisis to stop the coronavirus, like in 9-11, when we basically signed over every single constitutional right. Uh, that oh, yeah, privacy. By signing the Patriot Act. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder how many rights Americans are going to sign over during this coronavirus uh, pandemic because, you know, it seems to be every time we get into a crisis, the government uses it as a nice, as a nice. Good excuse to uh, take away some human rights. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Faye. Yeah, buddy. Well, on the bright side, uh, uh, everybody can everybody can stay at home and make their podcast and make their music and uh, wash their hands, and uh, we'll check back in a couple months and. Uh, See if we've done anything good you with know, ourselves. I have an perspective on, on music and art. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. I, I, well, if it's I, an interesting I, perspective, sure. I was thinking to myself, we don't know where ideas come from, right? As human beings, we don't know where they come from. Uh, people get inspired by some things, and then all of a sudden they have ideas. Um, hold on one second. This interesting opinion about art is brought to you by the letter D. The letter D and the number 8. Hello? Oh, that was a fucking 10, by the way. Yo. Yeah, oh, okay, so real quick, let's talk about door slamming. Because that's not about the coronavirus. Okay, there is an epidemic, people, and I am not talking about the coronavirus. It is, it is sweeping the young people of this nation, infecting their brains. It's slamming doors. It's young slamming car doors, specifically. Slamming uh, doors in general. Not slamming car doors. Don't know why, but they just haven't. For some reason, every single young person that steps into a car... New York City kids. Just, yeah, I, I'm going to assume it's mostly New, New York City, City kids. New York City is all because, I can yeah, right. reference to. But every single New York City kid. Um, let's start. What, what, what age? What, what age would you like to start? With? Oh, I mean, you know, like an eight-year-old. That's when you could start teaching them not to slam a door. But. You just don't teach an eight-year-old not to slam a door, and pretty soon they're 28 years old, and they're slamming the fucking car door. As a grown-ass human being. So there's a pandemic going around, people. Teach your kids not to slam car doors. Facts, you know? Like, that, that is unbelievable. Like, I didn't realize that that was something basic that, not enough of the population gets right. Like putting up a toilet seat in like, you know, a bathroom that women and men both use, like putting down the toilet seat and lifting it up. And, you know, like I grew up in a house full of women, so I didn't realize that was like special etiquette, you know? But 
the but but not slamming a car door it's like you know i my, my parents didn't have a car growing up but my aunt did and if i slammed the car door she'd yeah, yell at me things, it's one of those things <laughs> that got lost in time we're trying to revive it <laughs> clear Poof. let's not slam car doors people yeah well i mean it's like it's like when people say hello and goodbye on the phone like this whole generation's like like Dude, you call somebody and they're like no idea. what do you I want people and this is or, this you response know? pisses me off more than anything. You ready? It's, it's yeah. 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 You, you, you see, you said it before I even yeah. had to say it. Like, it's like, that's how you answer a phone? Like, yep. who raised you? Who raised you? Right. Like, you're, like you're the fucking CEO of a company. And, like, your, your, your secretary yeah. is buzzing yeah, you. You just pick up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Sell those shares. Their humanity as, as, as time goes. All right, back to this interesting perspective on art. Um, we don't know where ideas come from as humans. Yes. Right. Every every human is inspired by something <laughs> that creates an idea, but we don't know where these ideas come from, and a lot of it has to do with that said person's subjective experience to the world around it. Right, not everyone created the same ideas, but multiple people sure. have had the same ideas. I'm sure at the same time, but we don't know where they come from. Um, so my sure. perspective on it, as far as art and musicians and even painters, sculptors, when an artist is the most honest um, with their words, with their with their art, how they express themselves, in a way. It's almost like that's the universe communicating to us, not necessarily the person, because we don't know where those ideas came from. They're his ideas, yeah, or her ideas, yeah, but where did they truly originate from? So when we hear certain songs, sure. Well, they're kind of the manifestation of our place in both space and time, where it's like a combination of our our circumstances and you know where we're at. And also where the world is at. So like we're all on the same page, especially during times like this and times of crisis. There are, we're all experiencing certain truths of the universe. At kind of we're discovering them at the same time. You know, you you see you see videos of of uh, these communities in Italy. You know that are under lockdown, where people are are you know playing music off their balconies in, in order to have human connection and beauty and and to continue. That that uh that spark of hope that comes with creativity, uh you know that's it's uh it's 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 what we have it's what we have in our humanity to help us survive. Yeah, yeah. That's how we cope. My perspective was just, hey, that's the universe talking. That was my kind of perspective. I kind of narrowed it down to that. Like, it's like, yo, that's the universe. Yeah, through us, absolutely. Two human beings, in a way. Uh, the universe, God, something that we, you know, we call many different names. We have several different names for it. Sometimes it's like, well, what gave you that idea? What what sparked that idea? You know, what, where the fuck did that come from? You don't see lions trying to fly or, or create yeah. cell phones. Like, what is giving us these? Or take selfies. What is giving us or these Or take ideas? selfies. Right? We don't know. No one can say, sit there and tell you with a straight scientific answer, oh, I, we know where ideas come from. No, we don't. We have no idea where the fuck ideas come from. And ideas 
are almost living organisms onto themselves once we manifest them into realities. So it's like where yeah. they take on a life of their own. Or they take on a life of their own. Because they exactly. enter the brain of everybody else and it goes exactly. through their filter of their experiences exactly. and they interpret it. Yeah, so that's kind of my perspective on the world now. When I hear, when I hear it, now I, and I don't well, that's like that's like when people music and art. I even hear other people now when they speak under a different sure. light. It's like, why is the universe sending you to me to say this, regardless of whatever it is that you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or what has but, gotten but you here? Almost, or I'm hearing it, or even if there's music that I connect to, why is it that I'm connecting to this and not this? You know, why is it that I appreciate this artist's painting but not this? You know? Sure. Or why are you connecting to it now as opposed to eight years ago? You know, the painting on the wall hasn't changed, but you have. Exactly. So you derive a different meaning from it. So strange. That's just my perspective. Well said. Is that where we're going to wrap this? Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I, nice I, you know what? That's, that's kind of a nice note to end it on. For those, for those songs that you love, for those pictures, those, those paintings, those sculptures, um, those conversations that you love or hate, uh, there's a reason why uh, it, you're, you're connected to it. So, you know, it's kind of fun. And and feel free to revisit them. Now is a great time to revisit those things, For both sure. within yourself and from other people. Us. You know, the universe is talking to us. And now we have the time to do it. Us human beings as the vessel, because we don't know where these ideas come from. So these, I mean, artists are a vessel almost. You know, I've heard other artists say similar things. Uh, we're vessels for the wind. You know, it blows through us, and we communicate to the world. And when I compare that with the perspective that I have now, it's almost hard for me not to believe that that's true. Sure. Especially especially if you build it but into how you grow and how you develop yourself. Who's a musician and just trying to mimic what they've heard to try to make some coin. I mean, an artist who's sitting there trying to find the truth to his emotions, to his feelings, to his or her emotions or feelings, and right. their perspective of the world around them. Uh, to be able to paint those pictures for us via words or via instruments or, or via paintbrushes or, or clay, you know, I think that is, that's a miracle on itself. That's, that's, mm. that's the universe talking to us, brother. I like it. I dig it. That, that little little miracle a little miracle all right thanks andrew we'll talk more later uh it was good socially sure distancing and uh closening with and, you uh, take a smoke break you enjoy your you enjoy your time at <laughs> home under self-quarantine i'm gonna be out here outside in these streets risking it all for a dollar <laughs> Risking it all. Risking it all for that green. <laughs> Operation Green. <laughs> all right, Andrew. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Take care, everybody. Let's